now playing Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. Hello, good people. I'm not going to keep that up for the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was but, a good effort. Yeah, it was worth a try. Eh? Well, welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we like to review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am Stabber Hurley, and I am joined this week by two of my usual co-hosts, the first of which is the Gretchen Groper, Machitara, <laughs> hero. I prefer the Gretchen Ghoul or Groper. Groper doesn't sound very attractive, but yeah, no, I'm not doing all right. <laughs> and the other one is the Tasmanian Midget. <laughs> <laughs> That's just accurate. <laughs> Tasmanian Midget, how are you, Mitch? I'm very well. I'm um, glad to be referred to as a usual now. That's, um, that's pretty special. <laughs> yep, you've done one episode, so you're currently a usual. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. As you guys can tell by the name of the episode, we went and saw the film Halloween, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, reprising her role that she made very popular back in 1978, and they've done away with all the sequels that followed it. They've just said, nah, fuck those, let's just let's just make a direct sequel to the original. But uh, yeah, if you're not going to go see the film, Mitch, you're going to give us a plot of the film Halloween. It's been 40 years since Laurie Strode survived a vicious attack from crazed killer Michael Myers on Halloween night. Locked up in an institution, Myers manages to escape when his bus transfer goes horribly wrong. Laurie now faces a terrifying showdown when the masked madman returns to Haddonfield, Illinois. But this time, she's ready for him. (laughs) But is she ready? (laughs) Well, we'll get into that. Is she she actually ready? Is she really? Yeah, 40 years, you'd think. (laughs) Anyway, let's not get into it right right now. Yeah, Yeah, we'll save it for a little bit. Uh, Looking at the reviews here, IMDb have the score at a whopping 7.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, flat 80%. Pretty high scores. But Machu, as a score out of 10,000 bloody knives, what would you give this film? <laughs> out of 10,000 bloody knives? Shit, I, I like the film, eh? I thought it was all right. Obvious plot holes throughout, but it's been a while since I've watched this type of film and I actually enjoyed it, so I'm going to give it a 7,800. And fifty bloody knives. Holy shit! <laughs> bloody knives in your back. Yeah. <laughs> Stabbed in the back. Shit. Swapped from groping to stabbing. <laughs> Double whammy there. <laughs> what about you, Mitch? How many uh, bloody knives did you give this out of ten thousand? Yeah, I'm on the same wavelength. Um, I thought it was a, a pretty good movie. I'm gonna go slightly lower. Uh, Seven thousand and one for a ho- horror movie. I'm not usually a horror movie fan, but yeah, I think this uh, movie did a pretty good job. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big horror movie buff, so I was quite excited that we'd do this as a Halloween sort of special episode and we go see this film because I heard really good things about it and had quite high expectations but they still delivered on a lot of ways. I'm going to go 7,497. So yeah, as I said at the start of the podcast, we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 questions that we can apply to every single film out there in the universe. We then go through three personal questions each and we finish with one that's been uh, answered by our listeners. We also give our own answers to that, of course. But the first question is the one that we always start with. It's the compliment sandwich where I want you guys to know one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good about this film. And Mitch, why don't you lead us off? The movie didn't get caught up in trying to justify every single remake or sequel except for the original. I think it really would have let, let itself down if it, you know, tried to justify every little thing. My one bad thing was, even though usually this happens so much more in other horror movies there were there were still a couple of facepalm moments when you know you'd have one of the victims running into the woods and you're like mate what the fuck are you doing like there's a car just around the corner who would most likely save your life here go to the car don't go running into the woods or whatever so yeah that was that was a little bit frustrating but yeah like i said they they could have really taken that to to the next level the last good thing was 
staying true to the original soundtrack. I thought, you know, that's what everyone remembers from the original. Yeah. Uh, and if they played around with that too much, yeah, I think it would have taken away just a little bit. So they did well with that. Yeah, fascinatingly, the original director, John Carpenter, was actually credited in the soundtrack. And he, John Carpenter, who was the director, also does like a lot of the music for his own films, mm. which is quite awesome. It's like, yeah, a lot of directors do that. So he gave it his seal of approval. So I wonder if they did get him in to do the music. Quick question. John Carpenter, brother of Karen Carpenter? Carpenter yeah, too? you is got it. it. Yeah, is yeah. it real? real. Oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> You were stoked, actually. I was like, that was a stupid question. <laughs> and I got a positive answer. Oh, he is the sister of Jesus the Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I liked about this movie was that they had some quite blatant death scenes in it. Just quite when someone when Mike Myers just walks up and just starts punching a dude to death and just starts smacking people's heads against the concrete. I thought that was awesome. Instead of some of the death scenes I've seen recently on um, horror films, I like that blatant, blatant, really gory scenes that we saw. The, the thing I didn't like so much, I, I didn't buy Jamie Lee Curtis's character. I, I don't know what you guys thought. I just didn't buy it. I don't think she was crazy. It was just a bit weird. Maybe because I've seen her in too many other films. Yeah. And the, the other thing good I liked about this film is it's the, recently a lot of the horror films of witches or dolls, and, and it's about time they bring back those old 80, 90s um, horror movies with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm. Jason, Freddy Krueger, just a big bad dude going around killing people. I yeah, mean, that's, yeah. that's what... That's what gets my blood running. <laughs> yeah, big bad dude. I'm not scared of dolls. Who's scared of ghosts? Paranormal activity. Oh, well, they just have a budget cut or something. Can't even afford to, to pay for genuine villains. <laughs> just love the, the gruesomeness. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So true. My real good thing about this film was the escalating violence. I loved how early on we treated to a scene where the trucks crashed and we haven't seen how he's broken out. And then we don't really see him kill the kid all that much. And then we don't really see that much in the way of violence. But as it goes on and on and on and on and on, you get to points where he's picking up a hammer and then bashing a woman. You don't see that happen. Mm. But then the next scene, you see him stabbing a fucking woman through the neck and shit like that. Like, it just gets worse and worse to the point we have. Well, you mentioned that fucking watermelon exploding on the side of the sidewalk, <laughs> fucking curb stomp. Say something! <laughs> I was like, wow, this is awesome. They're, like, escalating the violence. I really like that about it. Something I didn't like was... Yeah, I mean, Mitch has already said it. There was too many parts where I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I can't remember what what scene Mitch was watching when you were sitting beside me in the seat and you were just like, oh, what the fuck is this shit? And I was, was it when Alison runs into the bush? Yeah, yeah. But, but like, that, that worked. <laughs> yeah, I guess it worked. But I mean, but we all thought we, we, we all thought gonna work out. she's yeah. going to run, she'll trip. Yeah, exactly. It's like that classic scene. I'm like, she's, man, come she'll, on. She'll, somehow she'll go through some sprinklers and then <laughs> yeah. it'll come into the light. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just before he kills her, she'll have a wet t-shirt. And <laughs> I, think, I think I'm just, True. I think I'm, I'm just trained as well as an Aussie. You just don't go into the bush. Like, <laughs> if it's not the villain that's gonna kill you, it's like some weird and some weird creature that's gonna bite you to death anyway. So. Jump into the water to escape? No fuck no! Bang! Crocodile gets you. Yeah, crocodile gets you. You got a snake with enough venom to kill ten thousand fucking blue whales. That's not gonna bite. I'd rather take on a serial killer than yeah. go anywhere near the Australian bush. Yeah. So back to my answer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, hijacked that. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Um, so yeah, like. 
my what the it was funny because when Mitch was like, "What the fuck is this?" I was like, "Oh, I'd never have that reaction in a fucking theater." And then Laurie Strode, who's supposedly really well prepared for this dude and knows that he's outside, goes and puts her head against the wall so he can fucking smash in and grab her. And then I audibly said, "Oh, what the fuck?" And I was like, "Oh, damn it, I've done a Mitch." Final good thing is I thought they said some strong female leads. <laughs> I love me Judy Greer. I liked I liked the girl. I also loved um, I loved seeing Jamie Lee Curtis in this. I think that was good. The, the part that really sold me was that bit at the end where Judy Greer was, I can't do this, mum. You gotta help me. And then he pops up. He's like, Gotcha. I was like, Fuck, Yeah, that's that was awesome. good. That was nice. The other small thing that I'm going to point out that I thought was really cool was at one point the sheriff that they're driving around with says, "I was the first responder to that Michael Myers thing, and if I had had my way." I would have shot him in the head and then burnt him alive or like or burnt the corpse and then that's exactly how he dies he first gets shot in the head by Judy Greer spoiler alert <laughs> I was gonna say spoiler spoiler <laughs> and then they fucking burn the house down around him I was like wow that's weirdly prophetic I yeah that was they, clever uh, actually I really like that question number two is one of our Patreon questions this is for those fans of ours that like to give us a little bit of money to help us buy more equipment, make the show better, keep us on the air, all that sort of shit. And this one comes courtesy of Phil Joints and quite possibly the coolest Australian dude I've ever met. <laughs> Hi, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Easily the coolest dude I've ever met from Aussie. Anywho, this question comes courtesy of Phil, but what is the question, dear Mitch? Well, Phil, you and I will have a little bit of a chat later, but <laughs> your question's pretty damn awesome. It is... What item from the film would you want or definitely not want to be? I don't want to be a uh, kitchen standard cutting knife. What, what is that knife called? <laughs> standard. I'm, I'm sure my mind is like, I've, I've, standard. I'm pretty sure one's over there in the kitchen behind us, Sam, and, and definitely got one in my house. And um, I, and I don't want to be hanging around in Mike Myers' sweaty hands <laughs> and being put in the backs of all a whole bunch of random people and pushed up against their spine all night. Um, That's funny because so, yeah. I've seen you try to get up inside randoms all night. <laughs> <laughs> Push up against their spine. <laughs> <laughs> Take my sh- a sharp object into their backs while very sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's that roadside that, uh, as we mentioned, that doctor gets his head stomped on. I don't want to be just chilling out, enjoying my night, and then witness a couple of cops get killed and then have some dude have his head stomped on top of me. <laughs> Fuck that, man. I've got better fucking things to do. You, you love that scene, didn't you, Sam? I did. I fucking love that scene. That was amazing. I'm going for the mask, Mike Myers' oh, mask. Um, I reckon he must have some pretty nasty breath in there. <laughs> oh, like, Copping it the whole time. He's, he doesn't say much, so he must breathe or something. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, that mask is going to cop a bit of a hiding. What's they would have cleaned it in 40 years too because yeah. they were DNA testing or some shit, you know, it's evidence they're not allowed to fucking clean it or something. I get the mask, I get it. Why the overalls? Why yeah, the overalls? Just, look, yeah, he's gone back for that. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't the white one be? Maybe it's a bit darker than he had white overalls and he changed them for blue overalls. Yeah. Anyway, question number three, Matthew. Uh, so, what deep philo- philosophical debate arose in you during this film? The one for me is how quickly would I flee the fucking town if I knew that a serial killer was out on the loose sort of thing. Like that that was like how quick it's, it's a how, matter of milliseconds, <laughs> but, but <laughs> how, how quickly do would you really leave the town if you're towed on a tomorrow? You know, you've got two people. Murder got on the loose, yeah. You're, you're yeah. talking about the most paranoid man in the universe, man. <laughs> Uh, Mine's um, slightly different. I just thought about how Australia and New Zealand haven't really gotten onto the um, Halloween bandwagon enough. Like, I studied in the States. Shout out UMass. 
um, <laughs> a couple of years ago. And Halloween's the best, man. It gets girls in a lot less clothes than usual. And you have fucking <laughs> awesome nights out, man. So. God damn it. <laughs> for our international listeners, Halloween is not celebrated by very many people. If you go for a drive around on Halloween night, you might see a couple of kids out and... You, is this sort of the UK that you buy those little pumpkins and you put them out the front of your house to let people know you're actually doing it? Yeah. Oh, is that what you, you have to inform people that you're actually partaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you just look like a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. My deep philosophical debate. Should I have brought my four-month-old child to a um, R18 horror film? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird you named him Mike Myers as well. No? <laughs> I wonder. My, my, yeah, and my deep philosophical debate was, will he turn into Mike Myers now that he is... Um, yeah. <laughs> The funniest part of that was at one point there's this awesome tracking shot where Mike is Mike, you know what I'm talking like we first oh, there, basically. Good old Mikey boy. Where he's like stalking around the house and this awesome oh, shot shows yes. tracks him out to the garage, he gets a hammer, comes in, kills a woman, grabs a knife, tracks him around to this other house. But as he goes around to the other house and then stabs another woman, he walks past a baby crying. And your wife sitting there beside you with a baby in her arm who's on the verge of crying at some point. And it's the most loudest I've ever heard anybody talk in a movie theater before. I've just, oh no! Oh no! Not the baby! Not the baby! I felt fucking awkward. Never mind holding a baby and watching one get murdered on the screen. Yeah, mind you, we, we had um, selfies going in as like, look at our first movie! Yeah. <laughs> Maybe first movie! Here's your mum crying. Moving us on to question number four. If you guys were a recruitment consultant, what job would this movie be suitable for? A guy that runs an escape room. Um, oh, it's a bit of a trend at the yeah. moment. And yeah. Um, yeah, going towards later in the film, there's a bit of a setup. I won't spoil it as yet. I think we're going to get into it. Oh, we've already um, ruined it. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, <laughs> escape room dude. I had um, a TV infomercial. So you'd be, and they'd be selling someone that could sell knives really well. Like, <laughs> Look at this knife. It can cut through anything. Here you go, Mike. You show us how it works. <laughs> Goes around. <laughs> cuts his neck. He cuts, cuts someone, kills someone through a wall, kills someone through a steel door. It cuts through anything. It's the sham wow. Not one <laughs> knife, but five. <laughs> this one's easy. He'd be, it'd be a mime. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He acts out some bloody horrific yeah. acts. He'd be perfect as a street performer. Uh, as a mime. What about a children's, um, oh, yeah, children's birthday party? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny, it's a funny clown. Well, I think oh. if the kids are under sixteen, I reckon he's right because he just seems to kill everyone that's over the age of sixteen. Yeah, yeah there's a bit of a buffer. Yeah, he leaves the baby alone. He leaves the. Little kid. Oh, what was his name? Julian. Oh, Julian's a gun. He should have been one of my good things. Yeah, Julian's cool. He was the man. He was the conscience of anybody watching a horror movie of like, no, that's bullshit. Don't go in there. I know you're smoking weed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go in. Send the other dude in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The dude I don't like. (laughs) And then when she starts screaming, I'm the fuck out of here. (laughs) Just (laughs) run. Oh, he's an awesome dude. Survivor as well. You know, that's key to it. Just run off and never be seen again. Exactly. Okay, question number five, Mitch. What would the... Porn parody name for this movie? Be I had probably this is a uh, this is for all our gay fans out there. This is one for you. <laughs> Halloween coming out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, I like it. I went with Hello, we are here for the gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> I went for the German edition. Hello, Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, I like that. Question number six: What film would be the best or worst to watch as a double feature with this film? 
So talking about Patreons, this is a courtesy of another one of our Patreons, Emily Higgins. She's quite possibly the coolest woman in the world. Great question here that me and her came up with because she runs a podcast called The Tasteless Podcast where she compares a movie that everybody loves to a movie that everybody hates and says why the one that everybody hates is the best one and why the one that everyone loves sucks. <laughs> and it's amazing how many times so I've, good. Ag- I've agreed with her. She uh, yeah went to bat for Showgirls over La La Land and I was like, shit, yeah, this girl knows what she's talking about if I can completely agree. But yeah... Talking about Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Good segue. Well, yeah, here's my little segue. What would be the worst film to watch with this as a double header? Well, I'm going to go with the other movie, which revolves around an emotionally distant psychopath, and that's The Notebook. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> he is a soul. I've said this before. That guy, I reckon he's a serial killer. Yeah, exactly. Harking back to his episode. Shout out to the dies. Everyone close to him. His, his wife, or yeah. after he probably drove her insane. And yeah, exactly. He's slowly poisoning you. You hit her here first, man. <laughs> no out of the notebook. It's is... got all the telltale signs, hey? Exactly. So, He's so a this, Mike Myers chatterbox. Is this the best or the worst? Oh, absolutely the worst. Because this movie's the tits. The worst one is to watch it with that. I'm going to go with an obvious setup. The Halloween original and this movie. Yeah, just go hand in hand. And I don't think you'd have to watch it to actually make sense of the second movie. But yeah, it'll definitely help. And um, yeah, it'd be... Pretty good double whammy to watch. Safe standard safe, answer. Safe, safe, Boring, safe. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. But, um, I, I went for, since you guys have all gone for good movies to watch this with, including The Notebook. Ooh, <laughs> I've, gone, I've gone for, yeah, a bit of a tearjerker. Just, I think this would be the worst movie you could ever watch um, with Halloween, which is A Star Is Born. In fact, I don't know why that particular movie came out when it was Halloween, other than the fact that crazy girl lady gaga is the star of it and with um bradley cooper is that right yeah bradley dickhead yeah, yeah. <laughs> bradley dickhead. so yeah i couldn't think of any a worse film to watch as a double feature with this film on halloween makes sense that moves us on to question number seven what character from this film just clearly needs to get laid now we've probably all got the same answer right what i don't know i don't know the youngest strode granddaughter and her boyfriend have that really awkward, creepy friend. Oscar. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, I've gone with Oscar. Just to put it into context, um, he tries to cut Dave's lunch, um, who's Allison. Um, but He's sure. an opportunist. He's an opportunist. Yeah, he is. He, is. Um, <laughs> he sounds like one of the um, characters we were talking about earlier on. What was it? Um, Greaton. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're... Um, yeah, so the Greaton group, I mean, um, Oscar, <laughs> I think, yeah, he, he needs to get laid and um, he quickly gets what he deserves shortly after. And I think it's one of the one of the better killings in the movie as well. He gets hung up on a fence in a pretty creepy area and he's um, found later just um, just hanging there. So, yeah, he, he gets what he deserves. Just hanging out. It's funny, though, because like one of the screenwriters is Danny McBride, aka Kenny Powers, aka however many other movies where he's a loud, obnoxious dickhead. And when that character popped up, I because I was watching the film, I was I wonder what, how, what parts Danny McBride wrote when he popped up. I was like, he wrote this character. Mm. He's like a young Danny McBride, this dude. I actually had that redhead reporter. I thought she really needs to get laid because what the hell is she doing? She's hanging out <laughs> with some weird dude, getting taken off to mental hospitals to talk to serial killers. And then she's obviously had to shell out that $3,000 from her own pocket. I mean, what, what is she there for? Other than she's just super desperate to get laid from our mate. What's his name here? Aaron Corey. <laughs> He's got a firsty firsty name. Yeah, well, why else is she there? I, I don't understand. She was there to take dumps on the toilet and get killed while doing so. <laughs> take dumps on the toilet, <laughs> give out some of daddy's money, and um, collect some teeth, I think. That was, that was I was really yeah, disappointed that she didn't her. Help, help her um, help her mate either when, when he was getting attacked and killed. She just 
push the door shut and hope no one came in. You just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love you, I love you. Oh, shit. Oh, that looks sore as. You know, fuck this. <laughs> I'm not helping you at all. Oh, Mitch, you got the Stacey question. Stacey, I did. I, I think I got question. it last time as well. How would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? I've got Nicolas Cage from Gone in 60 Seconds and he's going around stealing cars and he jumps into a car and doesn't realise that Mike Myers is in the back. Mike Myers jumps out of nowhere and snapped his neck and then Nicolas Cage is like... That's the end. No, Nicholas. <laughs> oh, not Nick. Gone in one second, Nicholas. There's an incredibly stupid character in this, the, the, the mayor, basically. The mayor, it was almost like an homage to Jaws because at one point they're like, okay, for those that aren't as intimately familiar with Jaws as I am, basically in the movie Jaws, they tell the mayor there's been all these shark attacks. He's like, what do you want me to do? Tell them that we're closed. We're not going to get any tourists. And in this movie, serial killer shows up, starts murdering people, and the mayor goes, what do you want me to do? Tell them there's no Halloween? Wait, I thought he was like another cop. The black dude, eh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was the mayor. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he... Was he? Or, or... he had status. That's the most important thing there. He had status, and I would have loved that for Nicolas Cage. I reckon he could he could easily do that. Who am I kidding? I would have loved to have seen a broody murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Barker is his oh, name. No, okay. he's not the mayor. <laughs> the mayor. <laughs> I thought he was the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror of the police force. <laughs> yes, Sam got something wrong. I'm just like everyone else. <laughs> You're not editing this out. <laughs> no. How would I like to see Nicolas Cage in this movie? Imagine Mike Myers' mask as Nicolas Cage's face. I think that would that'd be fucking scarier, to be honest. <laughs> that would be. And and you get to see Nicolas Cage in 90% of the movie like this as well, so Shit, I think that's that's a win-win. <laughs> even the hair, even the hair's yeah. right because it's kind of like a like a you know a receding hairline and everything on the mask. Okay, so how long do you think you would survive in this movie's world? The this question has floated out of our regular lineup for quite some time, and I'm glad it's back because I think my previous record was 0.2 milliseconds, and I'm going <laughs> to cut that down to 0.1 milliseconds. Uh, <laughs> 0.1 millisecond, that's um, how long you would survive. And that's another stat that I've heard about as well, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to stop talking to Stacey. I'm just drunk, man. Well, that, that's, a, that's at least three times the distance. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much the same, Sam. I don't think I'd last very long. But I'd use one skill of mine and I'd run as fast as I could. Preferably not into the woods or into the bush, but um, I'd get my legs going, mate, and use those footy feet for something good. I reckon I'd make this movie. Yeah. I mean, I reckon I'd, I'd, I'd last to the end. I think. Um, Have you chipped yourself in the mirror? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I won't be looking back. I won't be going upstairs to see what's in the cl- closet. If I hear about if, if I hear about a serial killer, I'm out of there. And I, I thought you would be the same. Yeah. No, I would be. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'd be the dumbass that's trying to flee town and crashes straight into the front of a bus. Yeah. That's <laughs> and that'd be me. I I'd, I'd be, be responsible for him escaping, I reckon. Anywho, that moves us on to the last one of our all-play questions. And, uh, yeah, this has quickly become one of my favourite questions of the podcast. What quote from this film would be the worst thing to say immediately after you finish making love? I love this question too. <laughs> and I, I thought of this as soon as I heard it in the film. I got peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> How that happens during um, during the sesh, I'm not 100%. I'll let your um, imagination take it from there. <laughs> I, I, I took mine from the opening scene. I'm not sure if these are the exact words, but this is what I remember. I know you can feel it. Say something, <laughs> please. <laughs> I love how you can just use any kind of tone that you want there. 
<laughs> we mentioned him before, Julian. He had some amazing lines. My one was, there was a fucked up face watching us from the dark. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our all play questions done. We now move on to our personal questions that we ask of the other two that are specific to this movie. And Mitch, you're going to start us off. My first question is, at which point in the movie would you decide to cancel Halloween? You kind of touched on it before, Sam, but um, I'll let you have a, an official response. <laughs> the right. second that dude escaped <laughs> from the bus... <laughs> Would have been game over. Sorry, kids. Pack your shit up. We're moving to the military base. Get the hell out of here. The town's closed. What do you tell the children? <laughs> Jump in my van. I've got some lollies for you. Are you guys familiar with how people die? Okay, okay. Let me start. I what mean, about you, Machu? Yeah, it's when it's when the bus crashes. <laughs> it's when that's when you cancel it. When there's a whole bunch of mental patients and a serial killer on the loose, and definitely after the service station incident. Actually, when he starts to yeah, murder yeah, bro, people yeah. in broad daylight. Like six or seven then, people. Like, he just goes around fucking killing yeah, everyone. We've got crazy people and, oh, by the way, everyone, let's dress up like crazy people tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can hide in plain sight with heaps of people running around the streets in the dark. Well, great idea. Agreed, agreed. Moving on to my second question. Which character would you like to see continue the work of Michael Myers? Me and you talked about this on the way home, eh, Mitch, in the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we had a couple of ideas bouncing around. Because Jamie Lee Curtis has already come out and said that if David Gordon Green, who directed this film, is keen to come back for a sequel, she'd be up for it. So I already sort of knew that there would potentially be a sequel, and film sort of finishes on a close-up of the youngest granddaughter holding a knife and with a bizarre look on her face. So I reckon she's next. I reckon she's our next killer. Alison. Yes. Old Alison, eh? Alison Wonderland. Yeah. Shifty Alison, mate. She's onto it. Alison. Old, old Munchie's answer, Alison. Old oh. the Beauty Groupers, Alison. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think it'd be quite cool to see um, Julian come back as the Mike Myers because we got to start from the end and his um and he could start going after Alison and they can have their own little um, thing going on for forty years, just like um, Julian. Oh, yeah. Restarting yeah. the cycle. I had one for this. Um, I thought Mike's doctor. Uh, the, the there is a scene where he uh, takes the mask and he kind of yeah. starts living and, and breathing as Mike Myers. And I actually thought there was going to be a spin-off in the movie where Mike Myers is dead there and the doctor actually takes it on and continues his work. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think that would have been a cool spin, uh, but he didn't have like the stature or anything yeah. to kind of take take his nah. um, appearance, yeah. you know? Yeah, he'd definitely need the mask after Mike Myers messed up his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the old squashy um, watermelon. Ooh, what, what's under the mask? <laughs> yeah. Keep that mask on. Last question. What would you make sure you had with you if you were asked to babysit on Halloween in Haddonfield? That Alakazam boy, yeah. <laughs> I know you're talking about weed. I know you're talking about weed. That Alakazam, which if you haven't seen the film, is marijuana. I know what you're talking about, Alakazam. <laughs> Either that or a flamethrower. What about you, Mushroom? Honestly, some food, eh? <laughs> some food and a few beers. Yeah, if you're going to go down, if you're going to go down, have a good feed. A couple of bevies in the belly. <laughs> Shit, it's Mark Myers. You want to be a bro? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know, talk. So just, say uh, something. Just not- say something. <laughs> <laughs>
Cool, so that moves me on to my questions. So come on guys, let's get creative. Out of us three, if us three were in a horror movie, which one of us would be the villain? Which one would be the hero? Which one would be the first victim? I love I'm this. pissed off I can't answer this. <laughs> <laughs> I love this question. I think, Sam, you'd be a crazy motherfucking villain. Yes. I can just I can just imagine you. <laughs> I can imagine you with just like wearing some Walter White style hat. The problem is you won't be able to shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you won't be like the quiet, ominous, like creepy dude. You'd just be like commentating while you kill. Yeah, I'd be the anti Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd probably be the victim. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Playing the victim. Sam talked me to death. Yeah. Just like usual, being being a guest on the show doesn't shut the fuck up. Usual scenario. Yes. <laughs> and Machu, I can see you as um, the cop hero, man. Running on some Alakazam, but still, still the cop hero. Yeah, when I was looking for my for my part in this, I, I couldn't see the coward. <laughs> we replace hero with coward, then I am the hero. <laughs> Because I am running out of there and I'm leaving. I am not taking anyone with me. <laughs> and yeah, I, I reckon, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up a little bit. I reckon Sam, you'll be the victim. You'll be like trying to hit oh. on, try to hit on uh, Mitch's girlfriend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fair. You, I would kill you for that. <laughs> and yeah, Mitch is gonna kill you for that. So yeah, yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> I'd probably start by it's just a, cutting off his tongue. It's, it's like, gonna be hanging down, motherfucker. <laughs> Sam, Sam, I know you had a bit of a um, a response for this. So, so what no, about I didn't. Oh, you I, didn't? No, I didn't actually. I, I thought of it. I was like, man, that's a cool question. And then, uh, no, I'd definitely be the hero. I'm too cool. <laughs> yeah, you Much you'd be the victim. <laughs> That makes Mitch the villain. Oh, that's so we've, we've done like a bit of a rotation policy. <laughs> yeah, 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 Nicely exactly. done, guys. Equality, I like it. Okay, my second question. Which character from this film did you really just want to see get killed the most? I've um, <laughs> called him the mayor. The mayor? Yeah, he's not actually the mayor. <laughs> the sheriff. Sheriff. The sheriff. Um, <laughs> sheriff mayor. The sheriff mayor. We should just refer to him as that. Yeah, yeah. sheriff mayor. Yeah, he kind of pushed my buttons a little bit, and he was he was only in the film, um, only in a couple of scenes. But yeah, I could just see a gruesome scene with him getting getting murdered. So yeah, he'd be my pick. Totally makes sense. What about you, Machu? I, I really didn't like um, Judy Greer's husband. Like, oh um, yeah, yeah, Yo Yo Master. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh mate. Yeah, I, I really hated it. Yeah, Yo Yo Master. <laughs> Fuck just that guy. Like, walking the dog and shit while people are getting murdered. And yeah. you know the funny thing about it, when he got killed, I, I didn't think she was that worried about it. Eh? She was like, "Well, where's my husband? I don't know." <laughs> yeah, she quickly moves on. Actually, yeah, yeah. Like, Save me a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my husband? Oh shit, let's go hide out. <laughs> I got a whole house. Finally, I thought about a million of these on the way home, but like what was Laurie Stroh's defense plan lacking? Defense? <laughs> yeah. It was all attack. You know, if you can get through the front door, that's, you know, you're not doing very well in the defense department, eh? Yeah, 40 years of prep. There was windows that he could break and then open the door. And you know the door's your weak spot. So, hey, let's just like, put your back towards it and get yeah. like pulled into the door. Yeah, I thought traps, man. Like you, she kind of had that yes. door thing going on. But if I had 40 years to plan this, this is getting like all saw, saw style set up, right? I'll make yeah. Mike Myers fucking kill himself by the end of it. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. going to get trapped. He's going to get drugged up. He's going to be um, 
tied up or chained to like some bars or something like in that cell and slowly make make him have like a, a painful death. When he broke into their house, I was like, here we go. He comes home alone. This yes. is going to be awesome. <laughs> and there was just too much, just too much missing. Just even the panic room didn't have a cement or a metal sheet over like the top of it sort of thing. She's sitting down there with shotguns blowing holes in the floor. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you're you're in the panic uh, room and Mike has no idea where you are. Yeah. Hey, I know what I'll do. I'll shoot pellets into the floor so we can notify where he is. Yeah, let's give away our position <laughs> by opening a hole so you can climb down here. <laughs> Sweet as, and that moves us on to Machu's questions. Right, near the end there was the two cops there just having a... Um, gander at each other's food on the, on the stakeout. So if you guys were on a stakeout, what would you eat? I'm going on a stakeout. I'm taking steak. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. And I'm on the same wavelength um, with the meat uh, factor over there. I'm going to get a greasy kebab. Like you can get that. You can get that at like think steak out. Yeah. You got to think. I'm not prepping shit, by the way. That that was my little disclaimer. I'm not preparing any food. You you got to look. You got to look for what's open at that time, and it's a kebab. Yep. Both you guys are definitely getting murdered by Mike Myers. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sitting eat your steak and your bloody kebab, fall asleep, and Mike Myers is gonna murder both of you. Yeah, yeah. It's probably Mitch is raising a good point. It's like he doesn't need to do any prep work, whereas. Mike Myers is going to show up on the side of a police car, and there's me in there trying to plug my George Foreman grill into a fucking, into the into the lighter slot. Like, hmm, I don't really freak this through. Yeah, how do you want yours, Mike? Medium or rare or mooing? Because that's all I've got, man. At least we'll die with full stomachs, though. That's, that's true. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, important. Okay, moving on, if you were locked up in a psych prison, what would your likely crime? When I was going through this, I thought pretty much what I described in killing Mike Myers with and coming up with that crazy fucking plan. Yeah. And if I ever did that, I thought that kind of qualifies to um, get put away into a, a psychiatric, <laughs> you know, coming up with a sore set up and fucking <laughs> letting him kill himself. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Anyone else, the, the mailman comes and, oh, just drop that on the doorstep. <laughs> oh, what the <laughs> fuck is tear gas? <laughs> Uh, Stacey's touched on this in a previous episode but one of my most favourite foods in the world is hot and spicy chicken and one time we went on a trip to get hot and spicy chicken from Mount KFC we went into Mount KFC and they'd sold out so we jumped in the car we drove across the bridge got to Tauranga KFC walked in and said hello yes I like 8 pieces of hot and spicy chicken to which they replied we have literally just stopped selling hot and spicy chicken and I almost had the most monumental of breakdowns ever <laughs> so I reckon that probably would have been my crime Please show up and I'm inside KFC throwing an original recipe at the window saying, This isn't hot as spicy! This isn't hot as spicy! <laughs> Probably not wearing any clothes while I'm doing it. <laughs> and they could lock you up in a white suit just like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. During the film, they um, they refer to Mike Myers as the boogeyman because he's really good at hiding in closets and sneaking up on people. So, is Mike Myers the world's greatest hide-and-seek player. Well, the reigning champ of hiding, uh, Mr. Osama Bin Laden, unfortunately <laughs> lost a few years back. <laughs> I'm thinking of, you know, there's like the Zodiac Killer, he's still going. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, they've never caught him, so I reckon he's probably number one at the moment. He probably would be one of the, the guys that would be up there, but imagine how the games he'd be pretty good at. Like, yeah. um, imagine having, like, a laughing contest with Mike Myers. <laughs> steering <laughs> contest. Steering contest. I don't know, just something that would gauge some emotion from him. He'd, he'd be taking out a few, a few games, I reckon. Well, that's the last of my questions. So that moves us down to the listener question. And this week's listener question in theme with the Halloween movie is what villain do you guys reckon you could take? As we see in the film, Laurie Strode's been preparing for 40-odd years to take him down and get a, get a bit of payback on the psychopath. So... 
We're going to go us first, and then we're going to throw it out to listeners and uh, sit here and silently judge or <laughs> yeah. vocally judge you guys yeah. and your answers. So I reckon um, I would take Mike Myers. He's a real, he's a, he's a big fucker. And I reckon <laughs> it'd be great to take out to the movies, maybe have a bit of dinner, you know, a bit of a casual stroll down the beach a bit later on. He's the strong, silent type. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get signals from Mike if he's going to give out later he's, on? Yeah, he's, he's just going to yeah. sit there and listen to my conversation. Oh, man, what a glorious night. He, he won't judge. <laughs> <laughs> He'd fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know that what. He would have fucked me, I'd fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. What you're going to find Jesus. by my answer is what Machu thinks of himself and what I think myself. <laughs> So Machu takes on this fucking crazy killer on Halloween and I had to revert to um, an all-time favourite movie of mine. Human Centipede. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're not talking no. about porn. Yeah, no. yeah. you got to keep it uh, within uh, the listening criteria. I thought Sid Phyllis from Toy Story. Oh, um, it's such a good He answer. was a little fucker. <laughs> yeah, he and was. He, he ruined like my favourite... Uh, well, he didn't ruin the movie, but he was always a, an annoying character. So yeah, I'd love to take on Sid and um, really ruin him, you know? Yeah. You heard it here first. Mitch wants to fuck up some kid. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes well, to mount toys. Yeah, going back to Marge's response, you know, he sees himself taking on this huge fucking Halloween dude and I can take on... <laughs> taking um, him out. Taking him out for dinner, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Date. <laughs> and I'm sizing myself up against, um, you know, the school bully. <laughs> I'd also like to take on that bloody redhead from Back to the Future 1. You hate redheads. <laughs> <laughs> my sister's got redhead. But that one, that one well, that... My wife's redhead. <laughs> tries, tries to always score Marty McFly's... Um, um, what? Um, his mum? <laughs> Man, they pissed me off. Oh, are you <laughs> Not Biff, the redhead no, in the ch- dance tries to take Marty McFly's mum, <laughs> you know, George McFly's partner. <laughs> yeah. Lorraine. Lorraine. Yeah, yeah. I love how you've done the spin around there, though. <laughs> like, you've gone from like huge dude to a chick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Equal opportunities, ain't much. Yeah. Not still- Lorraine. I want to take out the redhead that's trying to score <laughs> in the dance. And you want to I've go, always wanted to punch that dude. And you want to take Mike out on a date. <laughs> yeah, take Mike. Got out your on priorities a date. right when, there. When and who do you reckon you would take? Oh, could take. Oh, yeah, could take in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> what a dreamer, man. For me, the answer is Jaws. Just, <laughs> just don't just go in the shark. water. <laughs> it's just a shark. We're killing him with global warming anyway. I don't have to do shit. The reason why I brought this up is when I was six years old, I went and stayed on my grandma's farm and she sort of said to me, hey, we've got a whole bunch of shit to do down the back of the farm and it looks like it's going to be a pretty shitty day. Why don't you stay inside and watch some movies? And I was like, sweet. So we went down to the video store. If people out there listening remember what video stores are, that's where you used to go and hire videos from. <laughs> we went down to the video store and she said, what movie do you want to watch? And I was like, I really want to see E.T. So what I'm thinking is she picked up the box, looked at the back of it, and saw E.T., directed by Steven Spielberg, director of Close Encounters of the Third Kind and Jaws, and thought to herself, oh, if he's directed E.T., then surely he must have directed another kids-friendly movie in Jaws. And so she went and got me Jaws, took me home and said, hey, I got this movie on swimming and I got you this E.T. movie. And I remember thinking, I better watch the one on swimming first because I don't really want to... I'd like to watch E.T. later. She then came back from the back of the farm and there's me huddled behind a couch crying and I didn't swim in the ocean for like seven years. So, so how do you plan to take on Jaws, by the way? Yeah, yeah. By huddling in the corner. Yeah. Well, sharks only live for like 30 years. Yes. Boom! <laughs> Just get out of living. Play the long Dumb. game. Yeah. Play the long game. <laughs> I see you in the water, dominating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Tick. staying on the beach. <laughs> Although with climate change and sea levels rising, maybe you will have the most. <laughs> okay, so that's our answers, and then we'd move us on to our listener questions. 
had a ton of good answers come in and we're just going to keep it to the top 10 that I could uh, pull from our answers. First up, oh, he's one of the coolest men on the face of the planet, Brad Yelovich, one of our long-time listeners, great friend and fucking awesome person. He went with Leatherface out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh, fucking be able to take on Leatherface, that's it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't be able to afford the petrol. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Pottinger, who's been on the show a couple of times, another great listener, another great friend, another great human being, just a great New Zealander all around. Her answer was Ghostface, because the killer from Scream isn't an actual ghost, doesn't have any supernatural abilities or hillbilly tendencies, and doesn't try to kill you with an old rusty machete or a chainsaw. And saying that, Scream is her favourite horror, and she could see herself playing a part in this universe, maybe even having some PG fun with... Oh, okay, this turned into her, her <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> There's the porn parody. It's starting to, to get along my lines, eh? We'll yeah. take him out to dinner. And... <laughs> Emma, I think you're on to a winner there. I mean, at the end of Scream, they've got her dead rights, and they're like, to make this look believable, we've got to stab ourselves. So that when the cops show up, it looks like, you know, we weren't the bad guys. Why not kill her first and then stab yourself? <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking give her a chance to fucking survive. <laughs> Muppets. On to our Twitter listeners. And Tara Maholik, another great person, just all-around awesome human being, said that she is going to go with Viego from What We Do in the Shadows. Mm. Is he a villain? Or is he, he an anti-hero? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a villain. Okay, yeah, he's sorry. a villain. <laughs> he's just... Look, as long as you can take him on, yeah. it qualifies. Billy from We Watch The Thing, another great person, probably my second favourite Australian. <laughs> Hi, Mitch. Yeah. Like, I'm going down the list by the second, man. Holy shit. <laughs> he went with Freddie. As he said, I have a four-year-old. He also has a newborn. So I haven't slept long enough to dream in four years. <laughs> nice. Over to Paul from the Countdown Podcast. Another great answer as usual from him. He's going to go with Chucky, definitely. Since I would see a good guy doll and immediately assume it was possessed. So would sneakily stuff it in a plastic bag, wrap it in a blanket with tape, then run it over 654 times before barbecuing the remaining pieces. <laughs> Paul is another Australian, another awesome person, probably my first favourite Australian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Moves on to Emily Higgins, as uh, we mentioned at the start of the podcast. And she said, you guys better love it. So here we go. I feel like I'd do okay against Michael Myers. Ooh. Ooh there you go, Machu. Emily, eh? Emily, eh? Taking him out for dinner or? <laughs> no. Because oh, there's you... no threesomes here, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selfish. I keep him to myself. No. Ooh. <laughs> Michael Myers. Uh, she's then gone on to say, because he walks pretty slow and my closet doesn't have room for a person. If he can find a place to hide in my apartment in Los Angeles where my cat doesn't rip his face off, more power to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emily, that's awesome. Gillian Ashton, another just all-round awesome human being, said that seeing as I'm quite short, angry, and from Merseyside, basically all of them, but I'd enjoy kicking 10 shades of shite out of Pinhead for having shit films that made no sense. Fuck Hellraiser, you'll never get a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, kicking the guts, I love it. Taking him out, we just saw it, we just witnessed her taking him out. Yeah. Uh, moves us over to Renegade, who's at Midnight Rider, who left an amazing review for us on iTunes. Now, listen guys, if you like this podcast and you're listening to it on iTunes, it takes you all of milliseconds to go on there, or the same amount of time it takes me to flee Haddonfield. To go on there, leave us a five-star review, tell us we're awesome. And uh, yeah, he gave us a great answer. He'd probably stand the best chance of survival against Freddy Krueger because he can't fucking sleep. <laughs> uh, the Miscast Entertainment Podcast said, Cujo maybe? Can't come after me in my dreams. Doesn't carry a knife or a machete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, moves us over to film on trial. Chucky from Child's Play. I mean, it's a doll and it's like two foot. How hard could it be to fend off? feel like I've just jinxed myself here. Yeah, sorry, bro. You probably are going to get a two foot doll fall off the top of a skyscraper and take you out while you're walking down the street someday. <laughs> yeah. Moves us on to Liam Pity Limited. 
I've always wanted to unload a can of Raid on Candyman. Candyman. That is a good one for Candyman. You. Candyman. I won't say it one more time. Oh, still Raid? <laughs> yeah, a can of like fly spray. Mortine? No. Nah. Yeah, 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 Mortine. Nah. There you go. That's a good answer. And then finally moves us on to Gidget Vonleroo. Gidget Vonleroo hosts the Retro Cinema Podcast, which is an amazing uh, 80s cinema podcast that I was recently a guest on for Vampire's Kiss. She's pretty awesome. And she's also gone with similar. She would go, she'd be game to take on Chucky. Actually, any villain that's smaller than me, I think I could kick the shit out of Chucky. <laughs> a couple of favourites there. Chucky seems to be the, the one most people want to beat down on. Though. He's the go-to, isn't he? <laughs> that's true. He seems like the easy beat. Anywho, that takes us down to the end of our podcast. I want to thank you two guys for coming on the show and doing this with me. Cheers for having me back on. And um, I'd like to sign off as Sam's number one Australian, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All you fuckers stay away. (laughs) Mitch doesn't share. (laughs) Anything else? You got anything else you want to add, Machu? Yeah, no, nah, it's been a, it's been a while since I've done one of these, and um, I'll have to see what other movies I can bring my kid to next time. Yeah, eh? yeah now that it hopefully works. <laughs> maybe another R eighteen film. Usual wrap up. Uh, if you like this podcast and want to get in contact with us, you can go on Twitter and find us at Movie Reviews. In that's the one we're most prolific on. You can also find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews and Twenty Qs. You can also send us an email at mritqs at gmail dot com. And yeah. A couple of upcoming films that we're going to be doing is me, Spanky and Kahu are going to do all three Star Wars films. It might be a long one. Nerd alert. (laughs) Uh, We have something very special coming up for our Christmas special, but I can't get into that just yet. Let me just say it's going to be the most uh, ambitious thing that we've ever tried. Uh, Not too sure about any other films we've got coming up soon that we're going to do. Suggestions are welcome. We're going to do a drunk one sometime soon. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) That's a good point. We're going to do a drunk one soon. (laughs) Anyway, that's thanks for me. See you guys. Cheers. UMass, is that a few a few um few steps before Christmas? X Mass. Yeah. Hello, dad jokes. I am a dad now, so I can do <laughs> Apparently it's really good. I, I, I got told that she's a struggling uh, performer and you know, as, as she goes through all these trials and tribulations until she <laughs> I reckon they should have followed on from when Buster Rhymes kicked Roundhouse kicked Mike Myers out the window. There's a reason why you are not a Hollywood executive at all.